Good morning, good noon, good afternoon, good evening, good night. It's your old Norway here again, bringing you not the new but New Year special episode of Opera Wears. I just finished recording, and I just want to say, since this is the special episode, so if you are more interested in ignoring the opera itself, not my personal stories, please just jump right through. The ninth minutes. First of all, I know it's very not on time, but I want to wish you a happy twenty twenty four. Our podcast is finally one years old. Okay, just joking. The first episode was released in December twenty twenty three, but happy one month. All right, it starts sounding weird again, but whatever. I know there's a Carmen performed at the mat yesterday, which is Wednesday, January third. Never spelled the word Wednesday right, but I got some homework to do. You know, it's Stevens in high school here. I have seen some、mm, negative comments on the new production of Carmen these days. As a very unqualified critic, I guess I'll be right there tomorrow. Which is Friday, January fifth, and write a three thousand words little critics on the new production, and that will definitely be our next episode. Since it is the first episode of the year, it won't be that serious. Even though we or I never did any serious episodes before, um.、Uh, I just wanna do something special. The question is, what is special for me or for my audience? So today, it is another day of me persuading my friends to watch Agnaden, and she says something smart. Olinda, I know you wanna do a New Year special episode, and you eventually decide to continue reading your. Homosexual novels instead of being productive on your podcast. It is already the fifty-seven times you try to persuade me to watch Agnaden, and I don't really have time for a three-hour filler class opera. What about you? Instead of saying how much you love it and keep talking about your end. Anthony Ruth Costanzo spend some time and record a podcast for Agnaden. Okay, I don't want to talk in that tone ever again. But that idea actually delights my life as a podcaster. So that's why I'm here today doing this again and again. This episode won't be like anything that we did before, even though there were only six. Episodes before this, but whatever. I do have a lot to say since Agnaden is really, truly my favorite opera of all time, and it is Agnaden, the opera which made me found my interest in the larger or the ultimate concept of opera. Okay, if you haven't listened, I encourage you to do so after finishing this. But. From my Anino episode, when I was talking about John Adams and the production, I briefly mentioned Philip Glass and minimalism. 
again, back to four months ago. I don't know what the heck minimalism is, but by watching Agnaden, I realize, oh, minimalism music is just for me, a Stevenson High School math team kid, and. An Asian, if we were talking about ethnicity and stereotypes, but no more Stevens in here. I don't want to hear that voice, even though I'm the one who who did that. By the way, if you don't know, Stevens High School is a specialized high school in New York, in Manhattan, in downtown. You can Google it. I'm sure you'll find out something on Wikipedia and other website, but. Concept of combining music and repeating pattern and mathematical somewhere in music just like inspired me so much, and now I cannot live without full of classes twenty piano etude. I mean, I don't pronounce that word correctly, but I don't speak French. I know there's a lot of. Critics about full of class music, but I'm just obsessed with it. Okay, so even though I watched another with the Metropolitan Opera in HD version, so Anthony Ruth Costello is wearing an underwear. Thanks God. But just right after, I realized that another somewhat shows. The art of human body when he was being crowded as the pharaoh. I try to say this as appropriate as my age as possible. I googled the name Anthony Rose Costello. After that, I became obsessed with both Philip Glass and him. To clarify, I was not at the Metropolitan Opera in person for Agnaden. Agnaden was at the Met way back in the twenty nineteen to twenty twenty season. I don't want anyone to get PTSD, but it is the COVID season. But at the time, I was in fifth grade and barely knowing anything related to opera nor speaking English, and even beyond that, I don't think my parents will approve. A eleven-year-old little girl taking the E train to Manhattan alone and watching opera with a five-minute little scene where an uncovered man is walking around on a stage with music. So, how did I know Agnaden the opera? So, it is the third time I visited the Metropolitan Opera. I was there for Lobo M with my mom. She was in America back then, and now she leaves me alone. A round of applause. I finally decided to walk out of the theater during the intermission. Wow, how did I pronounce the R sound in the word during? I cannot do it right now. How? 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 Okay, so. Because I need to take a little break from my parent, it is not a good thing if you stay with your parent twenty four seven. If you ever been to the Metropolitan Opera Shop before, you will immediately understand what I'm talking about. 
So you walk through all those cute little accessories, apparel, jewelry, and home product. Secretly saying, I do think those products are overpriced. That's such an ASMR sound. So you walk into the CDs, DVDs, Blu-rays, and book sections. The first DVD slash Blu-rays on the left hand. Well, it's definitely a nothing since it starts with the vowel, which is also the first letter in the alphabet chart, A, and it is so perfectly placed in the upper middle section of the first row. So you can see the red sun and a bold man, probably a woman or non-binary. It is not a nice thing to suppose. Of Pharaoh's gender in twenty twenty four America, because he might, they might secretly want to be a gender. We don't know. I don't know. However, the divine sacrification warm butt coat. That's weird. Along, and I want to say the word holy, but it doesn't sound right. Will automatically make you related another with religion. Time to start our history lesson. Credit Wikipedia and my world history textbook. Before we go on to the opera another, you must acknowledge that is a bibliographical opera based on the Egyptian pharaoh another. I don't really know how to say the name Agnaden in ancient Egyptian, since no one speaks that language today. Fun fact: Agnaden was originally known as Amenhotem IV, but he decides to convert, so he changed his name into Agnaden, which means the effective for the Aden or Aden. Not too sure which one is it. But it's the sun god. Agnaden was the Egyptian pharaoh, reigning from 1353 to 1336 BC, or the 1351 to the 1334 BC. Historian can't give a precise year of it. A short period of time because Egyptians just can't tolerate this little pharaoh who turns Egypt from. Polytheism, which means multiple gods, into atheism, which is the Amarna religion. Let's send off the scenario. Imagine you are an Egyptian at the time, believing a lot of gods, and everything around you were being protected by the gods you were worshiping. And suddenly, the new pharaoh came, forcing you to believe what he believes. And it is the sun god. How annoying and dictating it is! And we all know that Egyptians take religion very seriously. That's why their king, or I should say supreme leader, is called a pharaoh, the intermediary between the deities and the average people. Agnada's religion reformation was totally a filter. People see him as a criminal after he died. His statues were destroyed, and his name was erased from the history of Egypt. The existence of him as a person, or I should say, as a pharaoh, as a supreme leader of Egypt, 
wasn't discovered until late nineteenth century. That's also another reason why we cannot determine when he was ruling Egypt. This is not an Egyptian history study class. Let's go back to the opera. Please do notice that the Pharaoh's name and the name for the opera were spelled differently, even though their pronunciation are the same. The opera is A K H A N T E N, but the Pharaoh's name have an extra e. It is. A K H E N A T E N. Not too sure why, but it is a typical Philip Glass thing to do those random changes to make it seem unique. Philip Glass is a very successful composer in his life. I mean, he's still alive right now, but no means to offend. Agnaton is the last. A most influential opera from Glass's biographical trilogy, which is called the Portrait Trilogy. The other two are Eisen on the Beach. By the way, also one of my favorite operas. It is based on the book On the Beach and Eisen himself. It is kind of like an experimental opera where there's no traditional narrative but formalist. Reminds me of. Gaffer Regio's trilogy: Koyas Gazi, Pawas Gazi, and Nayas Gazi. All of them are American experimental non-narrative films. That is kind of like a cut films. I would like to say. Back to Philip Glass trilogy. The second one is Satyagraha. It is about Mahatma Gandhi. Altogether, the ideas of Philip Glass opera trilogy formed our world. Religion from Agnaton, science from Eisen on the beach, politics from Satyagraha. What I want to say is that Philip Glass is really genius in terms of combination of creativity and music. A fun fact: Agnaton is about religion. Glass himself believed in all of the mainstream religions in order. He was first a Jewish, then a Taoist, then he converted to Hindu, and then Toltec, which is was considered the later Aztec cultural religion. This is not a good conclusion for Toltec, but and then eventually, right now, Glass is a Buddhist. Pull back to Agnaton, the famous, or I should say, the centered. Aria of the whole opera is the hymn to the god from Act Two, Scene Four. It was based on the great hymn to the Adam, the longest hymn poem written for the song deity, Adam. However, as music slash opera lovers, I believe we are smarter than the K-pop addicts. No means to offend. That's a bad joke. We do have brains, so the original texts can't be in English, but rather the ancient Egyptian, which no one speaks today. It is another, I should say, fellow class thing. I don't remember it verse by word, but according to Glass or Costanzo, I don't remember who said it either. 
The religion worshiping is beyond every other thing. It is way beyond the limitation of language. Class just wants the audience to have that instant recognition and acknowledgement of the content of what Agnadam is saying, slash saying, or I should say, worshiping. It is a moment of ones talking to their God. You need that a long, quiet time, just to think about yourself and your God, and be there with your God. The thing that you believe. So from the aria, it is very direct that you can see the kind of love. I am not talking about the love between humans, not the lover's love, nor the family's love, but rather the love between a devotee and his only God. In my Anino episode, I did specifically mention that I am an atheist, but. That kind of shock I got just right from Agnadam is indescribable. It's not about religion; it's the human emotions that exist to be shared between people. That's why I cried during the hymn to the God. The pure emotion of the Pharaoh, or we should say, the faithful believer of Adam, the Sun God. The moment that this solo aria starts, when Anadan is alone with his God, he discards everything: his social status, his property, his people. He gives of his identity, and having only this one identity as the follower of Adam. And another thing that I specifically want to mention is. The thing between Agnadan and Nefertiti, the two protagonists in Red Punchos crisscrossing each other in a great harmony of life, and my personal interpretation is that the past lives of the two intersect with each other in a loving acceptance of the new possibility for the future brought about the experience. Of the two of them, that's a tricky sentence. Is heavy and is considered an important part of the setting. It is hard to not think of umbilical cord since you have that red long ribbon, the umbilical cord, which is essential for birth and clothing. Which is one of the most important products of civilization. Similarly, it is the inextricable link to intimate contact with the human body. And the moment when the two long clocks intertwine may also signify a new life for the two humans who have met each other. How fortunate is a Person to meet another person who knows you and understands you and is willing to work with you and change the society. Good for both Nefertiti and Agnadan. I would like to say that there's a lot of slow motions involved in Agnadan for the whole time, except for those people juggling. 
I mean, if you are juggling slowly, those balls will drop. But the pace at which everyone is acting, walking, and moving is slowed down. Just like you are watching a YouTube video and you want to look at it closely, so you play that half speed. It does create what I would like to say a sense of history, the historic and dusty feeling. That's a high requirement for the opera singers since it is really hard to move constantly at a slow pace. It means the audience will observe your actions more clearly, and also a challenge for your muscles to stay in a certain uncomfortable position for a while, then change to another. Slowly, but the movement should be set steadily and solid. And the emotion should be conveyed with the precision and accuracy. Again, Costanzo is built for the role of Nadan. He displayed Faro perfectly. I feel like he is the Faro himself in every second of this opera. Let's go back to the scene before the last scene in the last act. I mean, Act Three, Scene Three. Where there's a bunch of tourists visiting Egypt, the fact that they are sitting in front of school desks and wearing white lab coats reminds me of that five hours I spent on the beach from the knee play one. You also have two students like people wearing white shirts with black overalls, just sitting there. Having their arms up, doing nothing without any movement for fifteen minutes straight. I don't understand why Glass loves torturing poor opera singers in this way, but whatever, it's his problem. A thing that I really want to squeeze in the end is the fact that Agnaden's libretto features three ancient language: Hebrew, ancient Egyptian, and Akkadian. This also intertwined with Glasses himself's religion experience. That was kind interesting, and if you are a language enthusiast or a religion enthusiast, I believe there's a lot that you can discover from this opera. I used a half Italiano, half English PDF version of the libretto of Agnaden as reference. But based on my observations, it is very different from the mass version. But it is really truly a great source. I hope the mass version of Liberto can go on sale one day. Even though I don't have that much of interest in language, but it is a nice thing to know more. And because I really want to take a closer look at every line, there's much. I can say if I have the precise libretto. Agnaden is the opera that truly wins my heart. If you have an opportunity to access it and you are not objection about minimal music, please sit down in front of your device and just watch it. Please, it won't change your life, but it will somehow. I promise. 
Thank you so much for listening. Have a nice day. I know it is almost a week after the new year, but still happy new year. And if you have any questions or concerns, please just email olinatang at gmail dot com. It is A U L I N D A T A N G at gmail dot com. Again, thank you so much, and see you in my next episode. I really want to sleep right now. It is, it is twelve. Thirty-eight in the morning, and I have to do the cover. I have to upload this episode. So have a nice day. Have a nice weekend or something. Just enjoy, enjoy your life. Bye.